WMRA News. I'm Bob Levicky. Governor Yunkin blasts Democratic legislators in a speech at Washington and Lee University, and that may imperil his proposal to move D.C. sports teams to Virginia. Democrats force Republicans to vote on an abortion ban, and a proposal to expand family and medical leave is still alive in the state Senate. This is the WMRA Daily for Tuesday, February 13th. Governor Glenn Youngkin bashed Democrats in a speech at Washington and Lee University on Saturday. But those same Democrats control the General Assembly. Virginia Public Radio's Brad Kuttner reports. They are content to concede, to compromise away, to abandon the very foundations that have made America exceptional. That's Governor Youngkin at Washington and Lee's mock convention Saturday with just days until the 2024 legislative session's midpoint where chambers swap bills. Those words appeared to have endangered the governor's multi-billion dollar plan for a new sports arena in Northern Virginia. Democratic Senator Louise Lucas heard those comments and used her position as chair of the chamber's appropriations committee to go on the offensive Monday morning. She noted the Commonwealth is on the hook for unmade tax dollars as part of the project. This Democrat is not conceding to a half-baked Glen Dome ad that compromises the Commonwealth's financial position for his billionaire's friend. Republican Senate Minority Leader Brian McDougal politely pushed back after Lucas's threat. The issues you just articulated about the bill are ones that we should all talk about. They're ones that we should debate in public. The fate of Youngkin's and the city of Alexandria's arena is still not decided. The House passed a bill enabling the publicly backed loan Friday, and if it passes the full House floor, it will head to the Senate. And even if such a bill passes neither chamber, the project could still be financed through the secretive budget process. Governor Youngkin's criticism of Democrats may be jeopardizing his proposal to create a government authority to relocate two D.C. pro sports teams to Northern Virginia. Jad Khalil with VPM News reports that Democrats, especially Senator L. Louise Lucas, are pushing back on the plan. Youngkin's proposal is to create a stadium authority that could fund the development by issuing debt through bonds. His office says the mega project would create 30,000 jobs and $7 billion in economic impact. The proposal has been out there since December, but it wasn't until Friday that it was publicly debated. That's when the House Appropriations Committee made major changes. The changes included stronger legislative oversight and a requirement that the General Assembly greenlight it again next year. The chair of the Senate's Finance Committee went a step further. I have used the chair's prerogative to not docket the governor's arena legislation. Senator Louise Lucas said the proposal placed risks on Virginia's finances and mentioned comments Youngkin made over the weekend attacking Democrats. This Democrat is not conceding to a half-baked Glen Dome that compromises the Commonwealth's financial position for his billionaire's friend. The project isn't dead, though. The House version is still up for debate. Jed Khalil reporting. Democrats blocked most bills that would limit abortion access in Virginia, but one effort was allowed to advance to the full House floor Monday. Brad has that story. Bedford County Republican Delegate Tim Griffin brought the bill, which would block state funds from being spent on abortion in any circumstances, including rape, incest, or the life of the mother. The intent of this bill is that taxpayers not be forced to something that goes against their religion and their conscience. Griffin's plea comes after House Democrats purposely put the bill on the floor to get a recorded vote on the controversial issue. 
Griffin tried to amend the effort Monday by adding those exceptions, claiming he meant to put them in there originally, putting them in line with the Hyde Amendment, which blocks federal taxpayer abortion coverage with those exceptions. Prince William County Democratic Delegate Candy Munden King also pushed back on Griffin's claims. When the patron introduced this bill, he knew exactly what he was doing, targeting vulnerable survivors of rape and women who could lose their lives if they have a life-threatening pregnancy. Still, Minority Leader Todd Gilbert tried to shift blame to the Democratic majority. I don't know where the absurdity of this theater ends. The bill failed 95 to 1, but it achieved House Democrats' goal, getting their Republican counterparts on record on an abortion vote they hope will impact swing seat elections in 2025. In Richmond, I'm Brad Kuttner. Members of Virginia's Senate are about to debate a bill that would allow for family and medical leave. Also with Virginia Public Radio, Michael Pope reports. Senator Jennifer Boisco is a Democrat from Herndon who has a bill that would set up a new state-administered insurance program to allow for 12 weeks of paid family and medical leave. And it's not just an academic debate for Boisco. I lost my voice in 2009 and had to, for over nine months back and forth, I had to take off leave without pay for two months so that I could let my vocal cords heal and learn how to speak again. These are things that happen to every Virginian, every person. Kim Bobo at the Virginia Interfaith Center for Public Policy says those 12 weeks will help families who are dealing with the birth of a child, a serious illness, or an ailing relative. It's a great plan for folks who are going to be giving birth. It's also critical if you have a personal illness or a close family member who's ill. This allows you to take the time that you need. This kind of approach is one that most industrialized countries provide. The bill passed the Senate Finance Committee on a party-line vote, and supporters say they're hopeful that the Republican governor's reputation as a family man will cause him to put his signature on this bill. Democrats are poised to send several bills to the governor's desk aimed at cracking down on gun violence, including one to close a loophole involving unmarried couples. And Michael has the latest. Senator Russett Perry is a Democrat from Loudoun County who wants to close what she calls the boyfriend loophole. That's why she introduced legislation creating new domestic violence protections for people convicted of assault and battery against an intimate partner. Republican Senator Richard Stewart of King George County worries that's too vague to take away someone's gun. An intimate partner is defined as somebody in a romantic dating relationship. And that's a very subjective standard. Because what I may think is romantic, someone else may not. Perry says that happens in courtrooms every day. What do you do if there are conflicting stories? Yes, it was a romantic relationship. No, it wasn't. What do you do about that? Well, I was a prosecutor for many years, and that exact situation would arise occasionally. And it's an element of the offense that I would have to prove, that anyone would have to prove. Were they cohabitating partners? Were they married? Do they have a child in common? These are common questions that happen in these types of cases. Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin says Virginia already has enough gun laws. So it seems unlikely that he would sign the bill or any of the other gun violence protection bills Democrats will be sending him this year. Reporting from the Capitol in Richmond, I'm Michael Pope. And finally today, a bill to help small business owners working and making edible goods out of their homes passed through the House of Delegates last week. 
The Virginia Mercury reports the legislation would allow the Virginia Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services to let small business owners sell low-risk foods such as jellies, baked goods, nuts, and pickles without inspection directly from their homes to consumers or at farmer's markets. The legislation also states that items sold on social media platforms don't count as being sold online, provided the transactions take place in person. For WMRA News, I'm Bob Levicky. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy your Tuesday.